Hello and welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibbs-Ung. Each show I'll be using a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading mindset trauma coach, helping to inspire, support and guide you to create a growth mindset so you can achieve success in all areas of your life. So are you ready to bring mindset to life and feel inspired? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. This week I'm joined by Ashley Cahill, who is a business owner, a risk taker and a very successful entrepreneur. Despite being incredibly successful, she has battled self-doubt on and off all her life, from leaving school with no qualifications to being in a loveless relationship for 12 years, to nearly losing her life and being a single mum. Ashley has learned to overcome challenges, but instead of losing herself in these hard times, she's used it as fuel and eventually managed to turn her life and confidence around. Since then, she's got a degree bought a business and transformed it into an international six-figure company within two years. Today, she's going to share how she went from not feeling good enough to wholeheartedly believing in herself. So welcome. It's lovely to have you on the show. And guess what? It's 11.11 as I'm talking to you right now, which is my favourite sign and number. So woo! really, really excited. It's lovely having you. And what I love about speaking... um, uh, to you for the the pre-call that we had and then also the introduction um just really shows just how determined you are um to go from uh, no qualifications you know living in a loveless relationship which is incredibly hard to go on to create a life that you're very proud of and and I know that there have been many aha moments in your life um and it's almost a bit like your mind just suddenly did a 180 flip um, now, I know that there's a lot more behind the scenes to all of that that led you to to learn how to manage your self-doubt. So I would really like I've got so many questions I want to ask you, but I really would love to just start um, with you just sharing a bit about what life was like when you were caught in that cycle before you learned how to manage it. Hi, Emma. It's lovely to be here. So um, it started off the, the self-doubt sort of influenced me right from the beginning of my life, there was always like a, a little voice inside me that when you can't do that, uh, you'll never get anywhere. It's like it's like having your glass half half empty, isn't it? You know, it's where, how you envisage, you know, if, if someone said, right, do you want to do this? You go, I can't do that. Whereas I do believe I wanted to say to me to, to myself, just have a go, it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, it, it's looking at it from from a different angle. And I don't know whether my self-doubt was um, something that was inflicted on me as a child. You know, you'll never be nothing. You'll never uh, achieve anything. Um, but there was always a little, you know, this, the self-doubt voice in my head saying, well, okay, well, you, you do want to travel by private jet. So like, if you're over here thinking you're never going to do anything, but you know, but over here is the private jet, someone calling you on it. You go, well, how am I going to get there? Mm. You know, always that ambition. I always had an ambition calling, calling to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think um, self-doubt is a thing that 
influences you every day, every minute, every hour, because there's always that self-doubt voice, that self-doubt, um, whatever you want to call it, visitor, that or, or you know, on your shoulder. Yeah. On your shoulder, whispering in your ear, no, 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 you can't do that. But then you'd have the good angel on the other side going, but, but you want to do that, so you've got to give it a go, you know, step mm. outside your boundaries, out your comfort zone. You know, you're never going to get, do you want to, you know, and the other thing, it's, it's a constant chat because mm-hmm. the other thing you tell yourself is you go, well, I'm going to feel worse if I don't do that. Mm. You know, so you're battling all, all of the time. Yeah. Self-doubt. This is all I'm worth. This is what, you know, but also, um, I, I, I kind of, you know, every day is a new day and you get up with optimistic eyes. By the end of the day, it, you, you, you're so down. You end up being <clears throat> down on yourself. You end up being frustrated and, you know, sad about yourself mm. because you've listened to that, that devil on your shoulder and you've let them win. Yeah. And that was how, how I dealt with it was trying to ignore it mm. and like switching my mouth, switching my thought, you know, the 180, switching the thoughts to ignore it. Because what I feel that as I've grown up, as I've grown up and you learn every single day, it, it's, you know, you never, ever, ever stop learning and you do learn something every day. But what I didn't get taught which I'm finding still very difficult is that we have all these feelings inside. Mm. Nobody tells you what they are and how to how to um, diagnose which feeling you're feeling and how to de- then deal with that with that feeling. Yeah. So I never knew, like I never knew that I was feeling bored, and I go. Why am I feeling bored? Oh, mm. no, I, I, what's this feeling? I don't know what it is, but mm. I definitely feel, I don't want to be here. I, um, and then I'd start thinking about something else. You know, and I do think it's important that people learn about themselves um, because that's, a, a, you know, a, a major... The most thing. important relationship, isn't it, that we have yeah. with ourselves? You are, that is exactly right. Yeah. And if you haven't got that relationship right, how are you meant to get relationships with other things in mm. your life? Mm. I mean, that the biggest thing was about the feelings, feelings to me and learning to know the difference in, oh, that's confidence, that's um, self-esteem, that's my ambition, that's my frustration, that's my sadness, that's my loneliness, that's my depression. Mm. On that on that scale, that spectrum, to actually know, okay, I'm dealing, I'm feeling like this, and in order to deal with that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is what I do. Yeah. It's about yeah. knowledge of yourself, isn't it? And it's about this is what I'm going to do to deal with the fact that I feel lonely today, I feel sad today. But if you can't do that, you are in complete turmoil. That's yeah, you know, you're so right because, you know, we there is no 
education well there is now there's the self-education um, industry which is just booming and is going to continue to grow and it's becoming a lot more um, acceptable and accessible and I guess trendy to to learn more about yourself but the reality is at school and growing up when you're going through well so much because you know you're having to learn education you're having to learn discipline you're having to learn to conform um, you're wanting to uh, express your personality and yourself it is really hard to understand your feelings and you know no one's ever really said it in the same way that you just have and it's very true because a lot of the reason I think that we struggle is because we don't understand something and I think when you understand it then you know or you can figure out how to make it better or exactly. to move away from it but when we don't understand it then it creates panic fear yeah. overwhelm denial all of that sort of stuff and it's so true so you know obviously hearing you just say all of that you know how did you go from being able to diagnose the loneliness the depression the happiness that all the emotions that you just said well what, if i'm honest i still yeah. really i'm i'm still learning i'm still yeah. don't know it's it's we've only got ourselves do you know the other thing i used to say is i've only got my dad to rely on the only person i can ever rely on is my dad and now I know the only person I can rely on is myself. Mm -mm. And nobody, my husband can't say to me, you're feeling like this, you're feeling like that. So what I have to do is I have to work on myself. And every day, um, um, the penny needs to drop a little bit more. And how am I feeling? Just being aware of my own conscious mind, my own subconscious mind. I mean, um, I was diagnosed with ADHD last year. Right. Of July, you know, I'm not a spring chicken. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I like to think that I must have gone unnoticed rather than right. undiagnosed. Mm. Um, but looking back, I wrote, you know, I wrote a book because I, I kept thinking them things I've done are completely mad. Mm. You know, they're completely risky, you know, and. When I, I was diagnosed, then the penny dropped and I thought, that's why I'm like I am. That's mm -hmm. why. Um, when, you know, when that same with, I always felt, I always knew it didn't fit in or I always felt like it didn't fit in. I've yeah. never really liked that quote, you know. So what did you do? Did you sit, stand in the corner with your face to the wall? I just never liked that quote, but I understand it now. Um, because I think to myself, that was why I used to say to myself, well, how come I'm sitting in class today, the teachers explain something, mm. and everyone in the class gets it. Everybody knows what they've got to do, but I don't. I don't understand what it is. I'm, I'm being diagnosed. Or... Pennies started going into the slots, all dropping, because I'd go, oh, that's why, because my mind is mm. different. You know, we are all unique, and our fingerprint is not, is, is, is unique to us. No, yeah. not even twins are, are, the, are 
everybody is individual and therefore our brains are. Why do they think everybody's brain in a, in a class of children who are 10, all their brains are the same and they all should be at the same level? Who mm. wrote that rule? Who mm. said that has to be? And, you know, it's like the child who, who's always getting told off and he's at the back of the class and he's wearing the Bob the Builder hat and, you know, the high visibility coat. He's obviously not going to be academic, is he? He's a tools man. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to do. Yeah. You know, why do we nail him to the chair and send him to the headmaster? Yeah. And send him to the headmaster and he feels rubbish because he's getting tools off. Feels rubbish because his mum's getting called in. She's disappointed in him. And we're also giving people, children, when they're like sponges, um, them negative, long-lasting, self-doubt feelings. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's so true. And, you know, I must confess, sort of, I mean, my son started school last year. And obviously, with lockdown and with everything went on, he was only there 18 weeks out of 38. Um, but in my mind, I was thinking that's like, as much as, you know, it's hard all, with all the juggle, I was thinking, oh, good, I get another year to um, self-educate him before he's then put in the system, the education system, where he's then got to conform. And it's almost like I had an extra year of instilling certain beliefs in him because the yeah. first seven years are so vital. First eight years are so vital in your life. And that's really where all of your beliefs or a lot of your beliefs really stem from. And it was like, oh good, I get the chance to self-educate him, uh, allow him to be himself. Because you yeah. know, even going into to school, um, my son's always been a, a very socially confident boy. Yeah. Um, a real character. You know, a lot of people have said he's very self-aware, very bright. And then we go in, but but he's a typical boy. And um, so I'm, I'm even being um, stereotypical here, but he likes to um, be more physical than sit down and read. Um, but even with the first... Well, in the 18 weeks he was there, I was suddenly getting told, oh, you know, he's a bit below average and he's a bit behind on this. And I was like, don't tell me my son's below average compared to who and for what. And it really triggered me. Yeah. Um, and then I started to notice that his confidence was going down a bit. And I was like, I mean, I'm very protective over him anyway. He's like my world. But I was like, oh, how is, you know, how is this even starting just now at age five? Yeah. But suddenly I'm being told he's below average. It's like, no, he's bloody not. And Emma, if you think about all of the, you know, the Tony Robbins of this world, they, they all say to you, um, you're living in a, um, a thing of the past. You're living from them feelings of the past. Well, but these are the feelings that we're instilling. Mm. These are the feelings, like you're they're telling you you're, Selling you your boy, such a beautiful little, uh, just adorable thing, mm. and the judging on him. I don't think that's that's. Yeah. I, it's no wonder people suffer later in life. Yeah, that's what they've been, and that's what I think. Self doubt, self esteem, lack of confidence, all, all stems from. It's what we got told. I get. Mm. I started off this conversation saying. 
my mum and dad, my mum and dad, they thought I was just a waste of time, you know, being around. And to this day, you know, I can say, I, you know, I bought a half a million pound property before I was 40. Mm. I had uh, four cars. Um, I had a business with 70 people. They just looked me like that. Oh, yeah. Like I was lying. Mm. You know, and I'd say to my mum, oh, mum, I'm going to Australia. I'm going to open up my business there and and, um, and blah, blah, blah. And she go, oh, yeah, that sounds all right. Like I was dreaming. Mm. And they just never totally got me. Mm. And they still don't get me. Yeah. To this day, and that still influences how I feel about myself. Yeah. But yeah. I just had, I mean, like, say I near lost my life, but um, they, I had preeclampsia when I was having my first baby, Beth, and they, they did, they said, we're basically just waiting for her kidneys to stop working and we'll lose it. And... To be honest with you, when I saw this little baby, when I did get out of intensive care, I um, it, it was like the light bulb went on. Mm. I thought, well, if I can have a baby and I'm now responsible for everything that happens in her life, then I need to get my act together. Mm. Like, And that's when I went, right, he needs to go mm. with my partner of the time. Mm. Um, because he, within even just a few weeks of her being born hit the things were creeping into Beth and because I had this shield of protection I thought no way mm. and it was as though I'd grown a backbone mm. and 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 I was able you know get, getting out of that relationship I was able to grow and I was able to just be me and recover mm. I feel like I went into recovery um, and that was when, you, you know, you, I first started because you never, ever stop learning about yourself. Never, ever stop um, caring for yourself. Mm, mm. You know, I think what you, you're right, what you've just said is, previously is, you know, um, if I, how could I care for my little girl, this little tiny thing that I had to have six weeks early mm. that wasn't meant to be here? Mm. You know, um, you know, she taught me a lot. She did teach me a lot to stop and think. You know, she was crying one time and me, her partner at the time, he was like, she's crying for attention. She's crying for attention. She's not, she's, two weeks old, yeah. you know, she's not meant to be here. She's like minus four. Yeah. And you're saying she's crying for attention. She doesn't know what attention is. Mm. And that, them sorts of signs were creeping in and I thought, you're not good enough. Yeah. You're not good enough. And I remember I said, how do you know she's not got a little pain in her tummy? Mm. You know, and it was about me taking my feelings back to basics, basically. Yeah. And, and how's that little baby going to feel? And that's, I think it resonated with my own feelings. Do you know what though, actually, what you've just said there's so um, poignant in the fact that you said taking it back to basics, because I think all of us yeah. 
overcomplicate everything and overanalyze and overthink. And actually, when you look at like just life in general, or if you look at things that have been invented that have like gone on to do amazing stuff, they're all really, really simple things. Um, and you almost go, oh God, I just never would have thought that because we're all so busy overcomplicating everything. And and I, you know, I can relate to what you're saying there about your little girl. I mean, I um, we've had a 10 year fertility battle. Um, I was three and a half years in when I then fell pregnant with um, my son. And I'd had a really horrible miscarriage about 18 months before that. And he really saved me on so many different levels and taught me so much. But I wasn't necessarily a maternal person previously. Like, you know, being around some children, I remember used to saying it was the best form of contraception when I was around kids because I wasn't ready for it. But there was something in me that just went back to basics and it was if nothing else mattered. I was in tune with him and I 100% trusted in us as a team, me, my husband and our son. Um, and I can't describe that. And I am a worrier by trade. Like my family were like, oh God, um, you know, I hope Em doesn't worry too much, blah, blah, blah. And they were just waiting for the phone to ring when I first had him. And, and it didn't ring because I was just in the I don't I don't know what happened but yeah in the zone but everything was just simple and pure it was just about love and trust and belief Emma I completely agree with you on every level there yeah because all of a sudden <clears throat> it's another I, I don't I just everything you've just said resonates with you because all of a sudden you think this is what it's all about. Mm. You know, it's a thing that you've never ever felt before. And all of them things you think, that's how my mum felt about me. Mm. Mm. But for me, I don't think I've ever felt that intense intensity of loving or feeling that they love me. Mm. You know, you do feel that your child loves you. Mm. You know, we're undoubtedly unquestionably, but... Mm. Um, if if you if self doubt has doubted you all the time, that one thing, that one achievement, oh my word, I've created this, and that's the biggest confidence builder, and that for me was what made me feel like I can conquer the world. Yeah. And I, so I do. I I think I, I say to it, I say to people, the light bulb went on when yeah. I had Beth, and she, and I say to, I do say to her, you you made me Beth. Mm. You did make me, because all of a sudden, I realised that if, if I can do that, if I can get through an illness that near took me life, that could have left you without a mum. Mm. Well, by God, I've been given a second chance and I'm going to grab it by the balls and run with it. Mm. So that, that's what I did. That's why, that was why literally within weeks of her being born, he was gone. Yeah, I was going to university. Incredibly brave, you know, to go through childbirth, having nearly lost your life, having a premature baby, um, and in a relationship that wasn't working. There are quite a few people, uh, and no disrespect to them whatsoever, that would have stuck with their partner through fear of not of of being on their own and not being able to handle it. And and I love that that you used that opportunity as you know, a fresh start, a new beginning. 
I know. And people were absolutely gobsmacked mm. that I'd gone. But I basically thought it's now or never. Mm. If I get further down the line, it's going to be harder. Mm. So that's why she was so young. I saw the way you treated her. I didn't like it. And then I thought, I, have to, I owe it to her to give her the best life I can. And that's why the university came out. Um, you know, I, I just had to do it. It was just my confidence, my self-doubt went and the, it, it all sort of belief in myself and learning about myself and doing it for my child. Now, I don't, I don't, you know, advocate ch- uh, like kids having babies, but I can see why young children, not children, you know, young as in, if not young adults, that's what the word I was looking for, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. who haven't, um, that haven't um, experimented with life, they haven't travelled, they haven't had a couple of jobs, they haven't learned, lived away from home. I can mm. see why young adults have started a family young mm. for for that that bond, mm. that the creation of of a different person. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So no, definitely. I mean, I think you know it is incredibly life changing um, when you when you have the miracle of a child um, or children, I mean, we have only one child, um, not through the want of trying, but certainly felt very complete with him and everything was an, you know, an addition to that completion. Um, and, and I love the fact that she was your driving force. And again, I can relate to that on a lot, a lot of levels. However, I would love to know just with that mind flip, and knowing what you've gone through previously and knowing how self-doubt works, because it is always there. How did you navigate through those first few months? Because whenever we try anything, the first step is the hardest, as we know. But we're yeah. almost resistant within the first couple of months because we're going against the grain of everything that we've been telling ourselves quite often for a number of years. Yeah. Maybe even lifetimes. And even though we don't necessarily like it it's familiar yeah and we all like familiar in our comforts and you know we know what we're doing and we know how to handle it so how did you navigate that that resistance to get from knowing how to handle the crap to learning how to handle the empowered version of yourself yeah I learned how to enjoy listening to the powerful version more than the negative person Mm -hmm. I learned a, a strategy a strategy uh, that basically I I sort of you know when I was feeling down I'd go with the negative side but when I was feeling up, it's like it, it's like the chicken and the egg because mm. you like li- listening to that confidence side that enjoying life side that confident you mm. and you have to keep you have to keep working with it yeah to believe it you have to, and if if it, if it means meditation, you know, um, if it means yoga, if it means just calming the mind and listening, you know, to some sort of frequency, um, 
because you enjoy it's it's about learning the method of cutting out the negative in the devil on your shoulder that talks to you and and veering your thoughts to the confident you the one you enjoy yeah and 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 that's how i i felt i did it um so if you have if if you put it visually another way you've got two friends mm. one of them's the negative one one of them's the really fun loving let's go out let's live that life and they do say you become who who you who you you mingle with but i also believe there's there's there's, two, there's always that inner voice in yourself oh, and you choose who it's, who, who it's going to be and who you listen to and for me it was about well who am i going to go with am i going to going to go with nelly negative yeah or I'm, or I'm gonna go with you know freeze of fun to be with. Yeah. So who am I gonna who am I gonna? And that's what I did. I I enjoyed being that company. <laughs> even even yeah, because yeah. I also spend more time with that in that zone, in that frame of mind. It reap more. Yeah. You know, every day you'd want to be in that great frame of mind you didn't want to go back to Nelly Negative but don't get me wrong you know Nelly Negative can always rear an ugly head when you're feeling a little bit low or mm. feeling a little bit down and also you know if you're feeling tired and I'm a massive advocate now on the importance it is of sleep mm. and, and also we don't get taught about that in school and I think you get the right amount of sleep, the right quality of sleep, and your self-doubt, it, it, that Nelly negative will, will definitely, because you in your mind can cope with things a lot better. So I think that is a route, that is a good start. Um, that, that if you have a good sleep, you can cope with a lot better things. You have cleaned out, out all of the debris in your brain to help you cope yeah. and deal with your day a lot better, whatever life throws at you. 100%, you know, and I couldn't agree more in the, in the choices that you were making on what you choose to listen to. And the more you chose to listen to Frida, who I love, I love the names, by the way. The more that you chose to listen to her, yeah, um, you you were starting to reap the benefits, and you were starting to notice the the advantages for being in that yeah. that energy, um, and so it made it easier to choose because yeah. everything is a choice. Life is a choice, and even if you don't choose, you're still that's still a choice that you've decided, um, and so it is just. For me, I always think it's being able to have those conversations with yourself, like yeah. going back to the start, asking that you were saying, you know, that um, with all the different emotions and understanding the feelings, it's asking yourself what these feelings are trying to tell you or where are they coming from? I'm not being afraid to know what the answers are because the answers are going to give you information. And also, you know, having that... Um, confidence to silence the inner critic the inner mean girl the you know the the negative Nelly whatever you want to call it um and choosing to not listen to what she has to say 
And I think, you know, it comes with what, how do I want to feel? Like, yeah. um, do I want to, you know, I'm much enjoying the company of um, the positive yeah. within me. Um, so, well, how do I want to feel? Well, I want to feel more inspired. I want to do that. So I'm going to yeah. choose to silence the next yeah. Nelly because yeah. it's just not serving me. Yeah. And also like listening to inspirational, everything like what? Okay. So I did, I did that after that fake freeze of my life and I went into a different phase, but, and you know, I've, I've succeeded well in business. Me, me, you know, I feel like my ADHD has been my superpower and it's driven me. And, you know, I, I've, I've, but don't get me wrong. I've also been back on my knees I've been back down a dark, deep, dark hole because I think I think I touched on it with you the other day where I said when my business was failing mm. um, and when I felt like, you know, things were taking over, I, I that that negative came back. That mm. really negative was like, well, what do you expect? You had no qualifications. You know, just let your, your business go down the pan. And we do look for other things, you know, I, I did look at drink and I have used drink, mm. um, but I've also had to teach myself how that's not an answer either. Mm. And we use that, that like, you know, escape that, oh, well, I'll have, I'll have a glass of wine because I deserve it. You yeah. know, at the end of a day, at the end of a difficult day, that's what you go searching for and that you know one glass is one bottle isn't it without a doubt mm. and one night turns into two nights turns into the next night and we get into that cycle again and you know the alcohol is the one of the biggest addictions you know alongside with smack isn't it <laughs> um heroin yeah um and i've also had to drag myself out of that hole as well um, <laughs> You know, the thing is, though, with that, Ashley, is that, you know, none of this is about curing, right? It's not about curing self-doubt. It's about managing self-doubt. Right. And the reality is there is life that yeah. comes along. Um, and with all the will in the world could knock you off feast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the difference is, and tell me if I'm wrong, I imagine your comeback rate from the failing of the business and the alcohol was a lot quicker than, than yeah. before you had Beth. Yeah. When you didn't know how to manage it. That's and that's right. the thing is, you know, and sometimes we can beat ourselves up and think, oh shit, you know, I'm going backwards or, you know, um, I'm sabotaging, I knew it wouldn't last, I knew I couldn't do this, blah, blah, blah. It's allowing yourself to again feel those feelings, but to go, no, if I've done this once and the first time yeah. was always the hardest, exactly. I've got, I can do this again and I know <clears throat> how to do it. Well, I missed myself. Yeah. I, I used to say to my husband, I missed that ambitious, that go-getter, that, that ash. I missed the ambitious ash. I want it back. Mm. And I found a way again. Yeah. To rip myself out of that Crawling out of that deep dark hole is mm. hard. Mm. I'm not going to deny. But what I, I did do is I went back to basics. I do the meditation. I do the listening to the inspiring stories. I, you know, I mean, years ago, when I'm talking, because it's better 20 now, so there was no audible. There, yeah. there, was no, there was no books you can put on in your car. There was no podcasts. Mm. 
podcasts have made me, you know, because you can go, there's millions and millions of people inspired and telling a story. Mm-hmm. Just like we're sitting here today. Yeah. And that's how people learn. You yeah. don't learn from a textbook. And that's something mm-hmm. else of learning. Yeah. You know, you know, this isn't tech, life isn't textbook. No. You can't write this. You can't, you, you've basically got to find a way that suits you. You know, and listening to stories, in, um, you know, putting, using people's experience, implementing tiny things. Yet that works for me. That doesn't work for me. Mm. You know, it was like a time I wouldn't go anywhere without a podcast on. But I knew I was in recovery. Yeah. I was in a recovery phrase to get Ash back. Yeah. I I love that. And again, you've gone, like, you stripped it back to basics. And it's so important to... To I have to find a way. Yeah. And also, you know, I, I, I found myself becoming quite woo-woo. I never ever thought I'd be woo-woo, but but you know what it's helped me do? It's helped me believe. Yeah. You know, all all the all the law of attraction, all of them 12 laws of whatever. Yeah. It's just telling you about life, but yeah. it gives you another way to go. Well, I'm going to give out what I receive. You know, I'm going to smile at everybody. You know, where there's, there's a time, isn't there, when you, like, when you're in that deep talk hole, you literally, I, I couldn't go out the door. I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. If I put two, one foot in front of the other, I was doing well. Yeah. Because I was so dark. Yeah. And... It, it, it even comes down to this fact now that I won't even buy myself dark clothes. I'm not doing wow. it. Yeah. I love cream. I love pink. You know, you know, it's got the bigger, the brighter, the better, the feel good factors. Anything, you know, just throw on, you know, my go-to song is Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. Anything to, well, they call it, I only found this out the other day, raising your energy. Yep. It's just do it, you know, or, you know, a time when you've been out with your mates and a good song's come on, throw it on because it throws you back to that time and I bet you come out smiling. Oh, 100%. My song is Champion by Carrie Underwood, but but I actually think music is incredible for lifting your mood. And sometimes if I've been sat at my desk on um, back-to-back calls, I'll then get up and just have a dance just to yeah. shake my energy. Um, or, you know, me, uh, me and my son often look through different photos in the morning and it just brings back good memories. Feel good. Yeah. And, and, and you know, these all of these things are free. They, they don't cost yeah. money. Put um, yourself into that. Put yourself back into that place. Yeah. Take yourself back to that time. Because even, you know, you like you can be in the supermarket and, a song will come on from when you were on holiday 20 years ago yeah. and all of a sudden you're back dancing. Yeah. It just transports you, doesn't it? It does, it does. Transformation, it's it's like a time machine. It really is, it really is. And also, you know, the fact that we have spoken about the education system, but about the self-education um, industry that is, as I said, growing and growing each and every day. We have at our fingertips... You know, yes. so there's, sometimes there's resistance or, we, you know, asking for help or 
paying for help or any of that stuff and they might not feel that they're necessarily ready for that yet and you know um for me if anyone doesn't feel that they're ready means that they are ready and they really need to get that person to come and be accountable and and to really guide them from where they are to where they need to be but the reality is we have a wealth of education that will boost us and help us to understand our feelings like podcasts like youtube like um facebook lives like you know the books that we have the audibles that we have all of that sort of stuff it's all there but again it is really down to choice and it's whether and without sounding harsh and i and i you know i love reading books and i I was reading books and i was speaking to my husband about this because i say it a lot and think oh god i'm being a bit of a bitch but you know, when people say, oh, I've not got time for it, or they're caught in that cycle and they want to change, but they don't, is because they can't be asked. I know it sounds awful, but if you really want to, you will. Because, you know, I've been there and you've been there. And the reality is, it isn't always easy to start off with, but it's even harder to stay where you are and to carry on doing what you're doing because you're never going to live the life that you want to live and you're always going to limit yourself. And so I also think there's a there's there's a point, isn't there? And mm. when we've been there, there's a, that it sometimes. And I I I believe now you should always go with what you feel. Mm. You know, write them feelings out. You know, feel that sadness. You know, someone passes away, you have to feel that sadness. Mm. But there's also that point where you go, enough's enough. Yeah. And that's when you, as you've just so rightly said, the choice, your choice changes, you change your mind, you go, that's it, enough's enough, I'm not, I'm not doing this no longer. Yeah. But I, I also think it's a scale, it's a balance, it's not going to happen overnight. Oh, it's no. It's a work in progress. Well, 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm totally a work in progress and I don't believe anyone is ever fixed or ever where they need to be. We've all still got to learn. Um you know, as we, as we develop, we need to learn who the new version of us is and what we then need. And, but I find that really exciting. And I think, you know, it's about reframing for me. And it's also about just getting started. And I think, you know, um, you've shared an awful lot in this um, episode today about stripping it back to basics, about asking questions, about using what you have around you to just give you that glimmer of hope. Even if it's 10 minutes of escapism every day, yeah. you'll soon discover that 10 minutes will then move to 15 minutes because you'll want more of it. And yes. then you'll start to- the benefits. Yeah, exactly that. So, you know, I, I was gonna end it by asking sort of what your your main tip is, but I think you've shared so many already, but are there any sort of standout ones that for you have always been your go-to that you can share with someone who might be, um, experiencing ADHD right now or they might be experiencing a loveless relationship or they might be experiencing total lack of self-worth what I would say to people is um learn get to know yourself yeah don't shun them feelings um you know my um I've just been thinking of a hundred things then to say and now I can't think of any of them for me, it's about getting to know yourself. And yeah. it's also about dealing with them feelings. Going, um, you've just hit the nail on the head that um, 
there's so many things we can use you know you know go for a walk mm. you know mental health is the most important thing for yourself and it's about um a good mental health a positive mental health mm. you know um not you know a healthy mental health and it's about we have to work on that it takes work and no two days and no two minutes are the same yeah yeah but and I love that and I totally agree and it does take work and I think sometimes that scares people but it, it again it becomes your new way of life and you want to do it because you see the benefits from it and that's the difference whereas I think people think oh if I start now I've got to commit to it to the rest of my life but the reality is has gone you're going to want to commit to it because it's so like enhancing yeah isn't it so yeah it is it is it's addictive and it makes you you go oh yeah i like living that way yeah i like spending time with you know three different to be with (laughs) because that's what i want to be yeah totally oh honestly it's been lovely um i say this at the end of all of my interviews and i genuinely mean it in that i could literally just carry on chatting but the reality is that we've been chatting for a long time and i you know i want people to absorb everything that we've been sharing um on this episode and you know to digest it and look to see how it can fit into their life um so if anyone is interested in obviously following you or reaching out to you, Ashley, I'm going to add it into the show notes, but is there, do you want to share where they can find you? Um, I'd like to, you know, I'm everywhere and I've got quite an unusual name. So people do are, are able to find me. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I am under Amazing Me with ADHD. I am Ashley Cahill um, and I'm Ashley Cahill on Instagram and LinkedIn. So, you know, feel feel free to contact me. I've got millions of stories. Yeah. I was telling someone this morning how I've climbed Deer's Rock and then fell in a big hole at the top of it. <laughs> you know, so I can, I can you know, I, I can tell a story to, to anyone on Jack. Oh, yeah, no, I'd love I'd love to bring you back and hear some more of these stories for sure. Oh, yeah. You even touched about the business you bought on eBay. So we're going to leave oh, it yeah. with that cliffhanger because if anyone wants to hear about that, um, and how that was transformed into an amazing success. And obviously you got me a message, but um, it's been fantastic having you on, Ashley. You've been oh, you're welcome. Thank you, you for your so rawness much. and your honesty. And good luck to everybody who's listening to this. I hope you take on board what me and Emma have had to say and listen to more of Emma's podcasts because there'll be golden nuggets in it all. <laughs> awesome. Well, lovely um, speaking to you. And thank you everyone for joining us today and I'll see you all next week. Bye for now. Bye. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now.